0: Workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online
1: at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. Our next workshop is coming up January 18th through the 20th in Texas, in the Hill Country, north of San Antonio. Space is limited, so call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY to register. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio Broadcast. My name is Jonathan, and I'm here with my good friend, Stephen Cervantes. How are you, my friend?
0: I am feeling better, man. It's been a rough week with a <laughs> yeah, allergy
1: can- cold, hacking, and can't sleep at night. You scared me to death because we were wondering if uh, you were going to make our one of our recent workshops because you you were working on allergy stuff and they said get off your allergy medicines so we can test you and then you you're, it's like your head exploded or something exactly <laughs> then
0: it went down my throat into my chest and then I
1: lay down I cough so I try to sleep sitting up oh, Ooh, man.
0: that's miserable when I
1: was thinking and you know when I heard the news I thought hey whatever you got to do. Just get better for the <laughs> workshop. We need you at the workshop. <laughs> we'll get a steroid shot, which I eventually did. Good, yeah. yes. It's like yeah. whoa, that makes you feel good. And and you you did fine at the workshop. You seem to be yourself again. So, yeah. well, hey, I, I'm excited, Stephen, because you know, getting into a new year, um, we've got some exciting things that are on the horizon. Especially, I want to let the listeners know about these this webinar series that we are going to be kicking off this month in January. Yeah. Um, On January 11th, we're going to start a seven-part webinar series on emotional training for men. And I want to give a little bit of backstory on this because listeners, last year, actually it might have been even the end of the previous year, um, we'd done a little two-part broadcast on emotional training for men, thinking, you know, hey, this is what we deal with at the workshops, and we do this mm-hmm. kind of stuff, and thought, let's let the listeners know about that. Well, those things just sort of morphed and exploded, and and we started getting all this feedback from men of going, I, I need help in this area of emotional training. So we spent a little more time this year, this last year, kind of touching on that as sort of a thread through some of the things that we'd been talking about, and it's something you bring up a lot anyway when we're dealing with relationships and all that. But then we thought, hey, you know, Stephen, you've put together this great seven-week, like 49-day workbook that really unpacks at a deeper level the emotional training for men. And so we thought, let's actually turn that also into a webinar series that we could touch on each one of those seven key principles to emotional maturity in a man. And so listeners, on January 11th uh, at 11 a.m. Central Time, we're going to have our first webinar Please register for that, and even if you can't make the live time of the webinar, register because we're going to be recording it, and then you will be able to access that video. So if you go to our website at puresexradio.com, there's a link at the top that says webinars. If you click on that, register for the Emotional Training for Men webinar series. You only have to register once, and you'll be able to get all seven webinars, so don't you're not going to have to register for each and every webinar separately. Um, but please do that, and that way you can, you know, get into that pipeline of training for the webinar series. you want to say anything about that? And I we... think it's
0: an opportunity for guys to get together and work together and do some training together uh, for husbands and wives that want to work on emotional growth and training. I think it's you can be creative about how you use it to help yourself and help others around you. You know, we're the church. Right. And we got to keep growing. And so
1: we don't do just work alone. We work in relationships and community connection. And I want to say this, too. It, you know, it's emotional training for men. This does not mean that women cannot register for the webinar because yeah. a webinar is not like a, a comp video conference. You not; everybody can't see each other. You're only going to see me and Stephen as far as the trainers for that. Um, so it's, you know, if you're a woman out there going, I want to, I don't think my husband would register for this, but I want to register for it to kind of learn how some of the things that need to go on. Um, so, and there, there'll be opportunity at each one of these webinars for a Q and a time for people to, you can submit your questions and Steven will, uh, do his to best be an to answer, answer There you go. <laughs> All <laughs> right, <it>. so <clears throat> speaking of this, Stephen, we're yeah. going to talk a little bit about emotional insights, right? Golly,
0: I, I love, there's a couple
1: things I love. I
0: love God and I love therapy. Mm. I love figuring out people and, and, you know, knowing there's a God and that he made them and we're emotional beings made by a God that designed us so we are knowable. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's exciting when you put the two pieces together just to know somebody is like, okay, but to know they're an eternal being and this is an eternal program and we're helping each other live better in community. And the other thing is that, like, people struggle. Do you see churches full of people struggling and they got their spiritual life in order, but their emotional life keeps tripping them up? You know, and it's like, how do we get that spiritual stuff down into the emotions?
1: Well and I love that you that you recognize that there is that the way we actually connect to people in a way that's meaningful is at this deeper emotional level, right? I mean, if I if I go hit some golf balls with a buddy and and there's a you know, all the conversation is superficial and we're just talking about sports, I can I can come away from that and have a little bit of knowledge about logistics in his life. Like, okay, he went to such and such ball game and his kids are doing so and so, but that does. That's different than when you start saying, I got things going on right. inside, that when you start unpacking that, you feel a different kind of knowledge of somebody else when you're willing to go to that level. And
0: that's, that's where the bonding takes place. When I know what you're carrying, you know what I'm carrying, you're str- you know my struggle, I tell you and I bring it to the light, then that's that's like a healthy intimacy between two people, right? Mm-hmm. The knowing of one another. So, so hopefully we can help. I'm yeah. So what you bring in. for us? Cause you yeah. got, you got a
1: lot of good stuff here.
0: So I'm going to launch in, this has just been the most incredible one line statement. You know, you know how you sometimes hear something like kicks you in the gut, you know, it's like, wow, or punches you in the gut. Like, whoa, that just shocked my whole system. Every now and then it's like, God give gives me this ability to hear something. And it's like, Wow, whatever you said was huge. That is a huge statement. We should unpack that statement. That's a big statement. And so recently, one of the guys that went to Gateway went home. And he sent this message back to the rest of the guys after he got home. This is what he said. I went home and told my wife, I'm going to take charge of my own emotions. Hmm. I'm going to take charge of my own emotions. That's like a little simple line. But he said it like took a heavy weight off of his wife and just took it off her and put it on the ground. She didn't have to carry it anymore. And I thought, let's just think about that a minute. Because what does it say about a guy when he says, I'm going to take charge of my emotional system my emotional program, how I manage my emotions. I'm going to take charge of them. It says it's time for me to go to work. Mm-hmm. It's not up to someone else to make an environment where I don't feel stressed or angry, tired, lonely. It's not. It's not some. It's not out of my control. It's time for me to, to do my work.
1: Well, and for me, the the major paradigm shift there is going from what is sort of a and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, I'm just trying to put it in a context, sort of a childish way to respond to your emotional system Mm -hmm. and then shifting to an adult way to respond to your emotional system. There's a responsibility there that says, I can't, I mean, when I was five years old and acted like a five-year-old, there's an expectation there in that context to say that's as much as you can... Be responsible for in terms of your emotional system. If I'm now a 50-year-old right. still responding to my emotional system as a five-year-old, that doesn't look the same.
0: No, it doesn't work, and, and everybody gets irritated with you, and you're not very bright
1: because you explode or get tired or run away. You do know, all kinds of goofy So stuff. I don't want to. I don't want to gloss over the insight, and really, if I can put it this way, the courage. Yeah. That this takes because sometimes, you know, there might be listeners out there that are that are saying to themselves, maybe especially wives that are going, well, duh, of course he needs to take ownership of his own emotions. Yeah. I mean, he's a man. Grow up. And and That's I true. I get it because especially if that if that immature emotional system has been a weight on your shoulders as a wife and you've been weary from this 50 year old who acts yeah. like a five year old. I get it, but there's there's a part of it, too, that you have to recognize that in some ways, he's been blinded to his own yes need to take right. responsibility. Which leads
0: into, the, I'm unpacking, what does that mean when a man takes charge? I'm going to take charge. What does that mean? Because... Let's face it, if you haven't taken charge, then you got to think about what does it mean to take charge? What am I saying I'm going to do? Mm -hmm. Because he's saying, I want to start paying attention to myself more. We are so good at being distracted and entertained and drawn out. And then if something outside irritates me, then i got to say it. But we don't know ourselves very well. And if you're miserable, part of it is because you don't know yourself very well. And, and he's saying, I'm going to start paying more attention to things that I have been oblivious to or just bounced off of. I'm really going to start thinking deeper mm-hmm. about myself and how I carry myself. And
1: what am I feeling? What am I thinking? And I think there's two sides to this, Stephen. And I'd love to get your feedback on this. There's the side of... uh Getting better, recognizing what is right in terms of okay, why do I react this way, and what's going on in my system when I feel frustration, or, or when when my wife says particular things to me, I don't seem to get riled up, but there's certain things that just cause that seem to cause a react. What's going on in me about that? Yeah, I think that's one side of it is learning to be better um, monitor yes. your own system. I do think there's another side of it too, and that is learning to grasp a vision for what you want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. for instance, if you say, good. I'll give you an example from my own life. And sadly, all my examples are way too recent. <laughs> I've realized That's... that I have a real tendency towards irritability. I can get irritable about things, you know, frustrated and, and kind of that can flare up really quickly. And so I'm I'm monitoring that more in myself and recognizing okay when that happens you know I recognize it, but the other thing I'm doing is I'm saying I have a vision I want to be a joyful person.
0: Mm. Oh, so that's when, great. So when you
1: put those two together, it's like yes. when I monitor and recognize okay I'm irritable now, but I have a vision I want to be a joyful person, and I'm told that that's a fruit of the spirit. Yes. So what do I need to do now in order to tap into that desire and pursue that vision and that's saying i'm going to take charge of my own emotions yes I'm that's not going to let...
0: thank you for that real life example irritability comes up and what's making me irritable what do i need let's press into it a minute and then you remind yourself look this i want joy that's where i'm going into my how long am i going to hold this mm-hmm. what do i going to do to rest this right to press into it so he's also saying when well, i'm going to take charge he's saying I'm gonna stop just looking at these outside triggers. Mm. Like you piss me off. Why do you mm-hmm. do that? Stop it. That makes me mad. Don't act that way. Don't say that. You know, it's all outside triggers, but not understanding what's what's going on inside me, right? That's what we're talking about. Looking, going inside, and also to start to ask better questions. Mm, that's the that's good. Yeah. Where am I irritating my body, and what does this mean, and when does this happen? And and what's the label? Okay, I'm gonna call it irritable. I'm irritable, and why am I irritable? I want something. What do I want that I'm not getting? What do I think I'd like to have? Now I can't have. You have to start backing up. The irritability is a signal, but something's not going the way it's
1: supposed to go, right? Mm-hmm. And if you ask that question, you can start to see the pattern. And I love the shift here too, from from, you know, stop pointing the finger at everything outside of you and begin to say that, you know, you're not, and I hate to put it this way, sorry, this is just kind of where my brain is right now, Stephen. Go for it. You're not that unique. (laughs) It's true. You know, we're all in the world. Yeah. You know, we all have external things that don't go right. We all have people that irritate us. We all have, you know, finances that don't work out. We all You know, so in some ways we're almost trying to make our, our own emotional turmoil unique. By saying, look at all these things around me. And we kind of start throwing a pity party. And it's sort of like, welcome to humanity. Yeah. Step in and say, instead of pointing the finger out there, recognize, again, this idea of ownership of my own emotions. Do I want to continue to be a person that is a, if I can put it in these terms, victim? Victim Mm. of my circumstance. Or do I recognize that there's this beautiful gift that God has given me in the sense that I can feel and I can actually respond maturely to those feelings. So in other words, this is, I think, the biblical idea of peace and joy regardless of circumstance. When we start to recognize I can be centered in a way, because of what I understand about Christ and my relationship to him, that even if this person continues to be a jerk— I don't have to enter into their insanity. See, this is where God and therapy you know? comes
0: together, right? <laughs> yeah. When you do the God work, the good spiritual work, it sort of gives greater clarity and depth to whatever emotional stuff is happening because yeah. pain hurts, uh, people let you down, you get irritated, you're frustrated, you have expectations, you get broken, all that stuff happens, right? But. I want to rest. I want to be peaceful. And I'm really excited because you're saying, even the way you say it, it's like, okay, I'm entering a new battle. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna face my irritability. It's the doorway to something else. And I'm gonna wrestle with God and irritability till he shows me what is that.
1: And you know what? What's cool about this is this is another shift of thinking that I think you can have. If you start to realize that all those things that press on you and and sort of invite a, a difficult or negative emotional response. Previously, probably this guy was thinking, "I got to figure out a way to just escape all of this yeah. emotional turmoil." Mm-hmm. What he's now realizing, I think, by saying, "I'm going to take charge of my own emotions," he's, he's recognizing these are opportunities for growth.
0: That's right. If you're healthy, that's the new place you get to. Yeah it doesn't right? have to be It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. a
1: uh, bone-soul-crushing, I've got to run away and escape as fast as possible, it can it can turn into something can be refined in me to make me a better man.
0: Absolutely. And that leads into my next point, right? He's got to ask himself, why do I get mad so easily? That's mm-hmm. a doorway. Why do I lie? Why do I need to keep lying? And why haven't I grown up, right? Those are the doorways. And it doesn't have to be bone-crushing, difficult, yeah. like you said, if a guy would just stop and start to reflect and ask God to show him right this very spirit in us wants to show us stuff but we got to ask for it we're going to see it right mm-hmm. we want to want it so that's what taking charge of your own emotion means and then then her response she says well i took a great a great weight off of me and so she hears him say I'm going to. What does that mean? I'm going to. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to think deeper. I'm going to do different. I'm going to make a change. Do you hear how hopeful? Well, I'm, I am going to. I am going to.
1: Well, what I love about this is when you think about the language that that is, we sometimes, if especially if there's you know, the situation where a man has really kind of been emotionally immature and and he starts to just kind of be tossed by the winds of whatever emotions are happening, he is not necessarily understood or applied the connection between his will and his emotions. And so that's another sign, I think, of growing in maturity emotionally is when you recognize, hey, you know what, just because I feel something I don't have to respond in a negative way to that feeling. Cause he says, I'm going to yeah. and then guess what? That means I'm inserting my will into this mm. process. I'm gonna listen more. I'm going to respond differently. I'm I'm going to uh uh analyze and understand my emotion. And I'm going to pursue this vision of joy and whatever yeah. it is, you know, there's your will can be engaged in your emotions. You don't have to just say because This happened and I feel this. Now I've got to go do that, you know, as if you have no power or no control.
0: So I'm going to build on what you said, because first she says, oh, him." she's saying, I'm going to. Not you should. Not we should. I don't know why things don't change around here. (laughs) No, I am going to what? And she hears him say stuff like initiate some changes. Take a few steps forward. I'm going to stop blaming you. I'm going to grow up. I'm going to move in a new direction. And that inspires hope inside of her. And he says, ultimately, if I go on this growth mission, we will not die stunted.
1: I like that, yeah.
0: Now, I have to say something here that just came to my mind. My mother was never told by dad that he loved her. Mm-hmm. For years and years, when he turned eighty, he started telling his wife he loved her. That's a stunted man, mm-hmm. you know. And so, are you going to be loved? Is a wife going to be loved well? Is a man be healthy enough to be to walk in his design and flow out love?
1: You know. And that's another thing that I think we can't uh, race over too quickly is. It's so vital what this man did in putting language to what he was going to do. It's one thing for a guy to decide internally, and but he spoke it out. Yes, and I mean that may sound simple, right? I no, mean, it's, no. but, but yeah, it's the critical. Bible verse is the power of life and death and is in death. the tongue. Yeah. And say
0: what you just said again. He spoke it
1: out. Yeah, and so it's. It, I think that's necessary, certainly for his wife to hear. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's necessary for him to hear. I think there are certain things that we can even speak out over our own lives, even if nobody is around to hear us. You know what I mean? Because I think there is power in that spoken word of saying. So even even listeners, if you're out there and you're going, I'm not married, you know, whatever, get in front of a mirror for a few minutes and make this commitment. Because really what he was saying is he's saying, I'm really making this commitment to myself. It's going to have benefit to my wife and those people around me but I'm going to take charge of my own emotions. That's something you kind of say in a mirror, and And then it spills out on other people. And you're saying
0: it to God. Absolutely. You're doing a God-emotional growth thing. God, I'm taking responsibility. I'm moving forward. I'm I'm tired of being stuck. You have a whole program for me to learn all these great spiritual skills in my emotional being. Mm -hmm. I mean, all the great spiritual stuff— grace mercy forgiveness kindness gentleness self control that's great emotional stuff too it's awesome yeah you know if we can get it down in there yeah okay so i'm going to i don't usually toot my own horn but i'm going to do it right now cuz this guy comes into me and says at first i didn't like you when you when you and i started talking you made me mad
1: just so you know, listeners, it wasn't me, <laughs> you know.
0: So. That's great. Well, and who do you think you are to tell me about my life? Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know me. Who And who made you God anyway? <laughs> you know, some guys literally storm out and I let him go cuz it's going sooner or later he'll be back. Well, I know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing, you know.
1: And and here's the here's the irony to me of that reaction is don't you know instantly that you've hit the right nerve? Yeah, you hit something. That response means we we're getting to the, That's good. the the heart. So, a couple of weeks
0: later he came back and he said, "I want to thank you. Um talking to you has changed me." Mm. Or, or let me say it differently. God has been at work in me, and I've not been listening. I've been resisting him. But he used you to get on my face in Christian love and to call me to a higher place. In the beginning, I didn't want to talk to anyone. I want to stay the way I was, just blaming my wife, shaming my wife, being stupid, being stuck, If I fail, so what? Everybody fails. Being stupid, so what? And finally, I acted out. Mm -hmm. And that was my wake up. I couldn't hide anymore. So I came in. I kept listening. And now I'm changing. I want to tell you, my wife is blossoming into a whole new woman. Mm. If I can be safe and like fertile ground we can both blossom. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Isn't that good? Yeah. And I there's a couple things that I really like about this. One is the, the calming effect on our entire system when we can learn to receive correction. Mm. When we can re- learn to receive, because yes. the thing is, many times, I mean, you, you think about a guy like this, we've seen it many, many times at workshops and in, mm-hmm. in our ministry, where Guys simply have blind spots to their own emotional brokenness. And somebody like you comes in and says, let me actually shed some light on this blind spot. And he goes, who are you? And he's all angry because guess what? That blind spot is ex- now exposing something that is does not look good on him. Right. right? But then... To be able to receive that, there's a calming effect on the spirit. But the other thing that I think is really powerful is, is that there is a benefiting effect on those around the man who's willing to begin listening and responding mm. and changing those emotional things. So this isn't just about, I want to go on a journey of becoming emotionally healthy because I want to own my emotions and I want to be a better man. It's a recognition that when I go on that journey, there is positive impact in ways that I can't even imagine on it's people. fertile around me. soil for yeah. everybody
0: around me to grow mm-hmm. kids and even unhealthy people that show up. I can help them. You know, when I'm insightful, honest, owning stuff, man, the conversations, they just get deep and rich and good. And then it, mm-hmm. it's like, man, I feel like, I'm in my zone. You, you just feel like you're in a holy place. You're in a sacred place when somebody's sharing with you something about themselves. Absolutely. It's such yeah. a spiritual, emotional thing. All right. So let me do just a couple of minutes about one of the guys said, look, I don't understand emotions. Look, I use logic. Why can't logic and behavior be enough? Just do the right thing. Fix the problem. Move on. I don't get emotions, why do I have to be emotional? Look, my parents were good, my home was good, everything was good enough, yeah, there was some trauma, but life was good, and things are good. Why do I need to be emotional?
1: What I find, I, I hate to say it this way, but I find hilarious, actually, about that <laughs> comment is he's blind to the fact that even to make those statements, he's feeling something.
0: Oh, how interesting. You can't, stress, you can't you can't make bumping, those yeah. kind of
1: feelings completely detached or those kind of statements completely yeah. detached from having a feeling about it. Because he's expressing to you by what he's saying, I don't like this. Yeah. That's a feeling, isn't it? Right. So <laughs> And I'm even angry.
0: Why are you talking about emotions? I've grown up, I've lived my life. Shut up. So don't he's t- say it to s- me.
1: So in some ways, what he's proving by that pushback is is the fact that you cannot not be an emotional being. Right. It's part of you now you can numb yourself, you can become right. you can become blind to certain things, but it doesn't mean that you've stopped actually having emotions. They're still there. Right. You're um, just not
0: addressing them, label them, talking process. And that process. that's
1: what then keeps you stuck probably in kind of like 5-year-old mode of how to respond to mm-hmm. to life.
0: So so this is how a lot of guys will come in to our weekend. Why do I have to be emotional? If my wife was happy or if she was more sexually interested. And it's like you, you, I look at these guys and I almost to say, shut up. Just shut up. You're sounding too stupid. You don't know anything about yourself. You want to talk about everybody else. Blame, shame, and trash. And you're not, you're not saying, hey, I'm a mess. Look, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm being sexually stupid. I'm pornifying myself. Hey, I like to make up porn words, okay? So (laughs) I'm pornifying myself. I'm having a pornific moment, and and it's like it's all out of control, but you know what? I'm not happy at home. Right, yeah, and they don't see the connection there. I mean, you're you're an emotional mess, and then you're distracting yourself with some sexual acting out behavior.
1: Mm -hmm. So I think what this boils down to is, you you can't ignore the reality that you're an emotional being. It's going to go far better if you will do like this first man did and say, I'm going to just take ownership, take charge of my yes. own emotions. I'm not going to pass the buck. And then also being willing to receive instruction and advice from those who can see your blind spots. Really? I think those are good places to start. If you are out there and realizing that you're feeling emotionally deficient or stunted reach out to us. We want to help you on this journey. So please go to puresexradio.com to contact us and we'd love to be able to help you on your own emotional growth journey. Of course, also go to puresexradio.com and look for the webinars link so that you can sign up for the emotional training for men coming up on on January 11th. But thanks for being with us and we look forward to having you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Thank you. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at PureSexRadio.com.